Hello and welcome to the Zine School podcast. My name is Luke. I'm from the Zine Distro Small Zine Volcano. I'd like to start by paying my respects to the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, acknowledge elders past and present, and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. We are joined today by artist, scene maker, photographer, all round incredible person, Natalie Blom. Hello, Natalie. Hello, how you doing? Ah, I'm I'm great. It's hot. I'm going to the cricket tonight. Excited. Ooh, so fun. <laughs> so summary of you. It is. It is. I've been watching lots of cricket on um on TV. Excellent. It's actually quite good to watch cricket and make zines. We're, we're departing from what we were going to talk about, but I really like it. If you look at a five-day test, you've got five full days. Yeah, you fold some zines, staple some things. There's no rush. I'm suddenly perhaps a cricket fan. Maybe I do need to sit there for a five-day test match. Well, that's where I I do make all my zines on the couch like that. How how about you? Where do you you make your zines? Oh, I mean, because my making is like I usually, depending on what it is, if it's a photographic zine, it's usually on the computer. Um, but the more cut and paste ones, I mean, they start on the computer because I, I produce the sort of assets and then print them and then cut them up and glue them down again just to make things more complicated. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's done on the couch, but we don't have a TV, so mm. the, the laptop has to be somewhere as well. You look kind of near enough the MCG. You could just kind of open the window. We, and... we can tell when somebody's scored. Especially if it's 2020 because, you know, fireworks and stuff happen. Yes. Well, it's 2020 tonight, so there will be fireworks. Excellent. They sometimes get um, kind of some kind of chart pop act performing. and it's Ooh, Who are you hoping for? Uh, well, last time we went, it was Vanessa Amorosi. <laughs> and- Early 2000s. Well, this was, I reckon this was three years ago. And she performed her hit, Everybody, Everybody. But, yes, it was since the early, well, yeah, it was since 2000 that that was a hit. And she made the mistake of singing Everybody, Everybody and then holding the microphone out to the audience. I knew the lyrics. I was passionately singing along with Vanessa (laughs) Morosi. But my kids were not. They were like, what is this song? Who is this person? Why doesn't anyone know any of the words? You're like, oh, that's right. You didn't exist when this came out. Great. No, no. So that was that. So, yeah, we got Vanessa Amorosi. I'm trying to think who else. Uh, We saw saw G-Flip at the footy um, a few weeks ago. That was... Did they have a full drum kit? That would have been fun. Yeah, they did. They did, and they had... They kind of... They were... Because they're a drummer and a lead singer, they were mm-hmm. struggling with that. So they had kind of percussion instruments up the front of the stage. Oh. And then they'd move back to the kit. and um, A little bit of inspiration maybe for the secret migraines. <laughs> you like, percussion yeah. everywhere. <laughs> well, they had, it was at the grand final, so there was tons of fireworks. But we were sat with our, we were sat directly behind the stage because it was all done for television. Yeah, it was kind of oh, weird. Yeah. You were kind of looking at the back of this thing happening, which 
looked like it may have been fun if you were around the other end, but we were like exactly the wrong spot. Um, yeah, it's just weird. And then the smoke just kind of hangs around after they yeah. win the game. The game starts. Anyway, we are here to talk about your project. So you have a project, Everyday Alchemy, as yeah. part of the Heat Safe City project. Do you want to start by saying a few words about what the Heat Safe City project is? Yeah. Oh, so City of Melbourne approached a series of artist-run initiatives, so ARIs, uh, and asked them to produce some programming around um, this idea of heat safe cities. So City of Melbourne have two heat safe offices, which are integral to their um, research and implementation of things around heat safety and how we create a more resilient urban environment, uh, looking into an increase in heat wave scenarios. Um, and yeah, so they approached Sticky uh, and King's Artist Run and Melbourne Women's International Film Festival. I think I've called them the wrong thing there slightly. Women in Film Festival. Women in Film Festival. Uh, and so, yeah, we we're each um, producing three months of programming. And I'm lucky enough to be the artist for Sticky in January. So you have four events coming up this week. So many events, all the events. <laughs> that is that is a lot of it's a lot of events. There's a lot. There's a lot happening. It's exciting. Yeah. Should, should we go through go through each of the four events? Yeah, let's. So on Thursday, January the eighteenth, from five pm to seven pm at Sticky Institute in the Nicholas Building, there is the launch. So what are you launching on that day? So it's going to be the launch of the exhibition. So uh, Everyday Alchemy is a project I've been working on for a few years now, uh, and each iteration is slightly different. This one is, um, well, they're all centred around a film soak process, which is basically using analogue film in a way that it's not meant to be used, uh, where you put it in some liquids that it's not meant to be in and then you dry it out and you get these really um, interesting uh, impositions onto the surface of the film. And for this particular series, I was looking at the idea of heat, which is obviously the theme of the project. Um, and so film is very sensitive to heat and, you know, uh, you used to have to store it in your fridge was a good way to make sure that you were going to keep it stable. Uh, but I've deliberately not done that. And so using some expired film so film that's been around for too long already uh, I have used things like uh, sort of different hot things to try to see how that will then affect the film and the resulting images um, so some examples might be I put one in the oven for a little while which didn't do heaps but <laughs> it was an interesting um, experiment the main changes that happened were actually to do with the, the canister buckling a little bit so rather than the actual film being that affected. Oh. Um, I put some in some instant coffee. So I just brewed like some instant coffee and then put the film in that and left that for a little while. Um, but basically lots of things that 
I suppose it's a bit of a metaphor, I suppose, for like us. We exist within a certain temperature range where we are at our best and then perhaps outside of that we are not our best. Uh, and so the film's kind of going through a similar process where it's having things happen to it it's not used to and, yeah, has some resulting um, interesting uh, effects, I suppose. So, so what are you showing at the launch on Thursday? So it'll be the photographs that are a result of those processes. Yeah. So, yeah, there's going to be uh, a sh sort of shelf area that I'm going to repurpose for frames. Um, and, yeah, we'll just have a bit of an opening, like a regular exhibition opening and have some people come along and have a chat about it. Uh, there'll be some snacks. And, yeah, it should be fun. But do other artists who are interested in these kind of wild and crazy photographic processes, do you get together and talk <laughs> about what you've done with the film? Some, <laughs> sometimes. I mean, it's sort of like, for example, if you're in certain Facebook groups, I remember once somebody mentioned film soaking and it was very quickly talked down by some members <laughs> as a hacky process that, you know, it doesn't, what does it add to your vision? And I'm just like, that's that's just not the way that I create. Like for me, I'm a bit of a maximist uh, art maker, like the more texture or the more confusion, the more interested I might be. Um, and, yeah, just, you know, I'm just sick of seeing photos of, I don't know, cars covered in a car cover in someone's driveway that I don't care about and I just want to see weird texture and <laughs> emulsion sliding off the base of film uh, which is not yeah which is a bit different for everybody but yeah should be fun <laughs> so that's the Thursday then on the Friday there is an online discussion yeah 6 p.m to 7 p.m yeah, so um, a couple artists that I know who work, uh, their artist practice explores like ecological relationships um, in really interesting ways that are sort of outside of what I do, but also outside of the things that I considered like an artist practice almost. Um, and so I'm really interested to hear from them about how they got to those ideas. Um, so they relate to things like compost, uh, as an artist practice or how we can link into things like community gardens um, or, you know, the invasive weed species, how how we can utilise that as a process for art making or, or um, a moment of uh, inspiration for art making. Um, and, yeah, I'm just really interested to see if they have any ideas about how heat might have impacted their artist practice or how we can kind of utilize art to create more resilient cities uh, with increased heat. Um, yeah, something we, uh, when we went to the, the launch for the whole project, Luke, we, I was interested to hear from some of the speakers because they spoke a lot about sort of the social impacts of heat um, and how part of becoming more resilient is providing um, community spaces that are cooled if we can't provide all housing with cooling. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know, that just sort of like 
it's not just about uh, making people cool. It's kind of how do we how do we use utilize this sort of cultural infrastructure that we already have to make it possible for people to seek shelter. Um, yeah, and that was just interested in in sort of left of field thinking about heat and how we how we sort of um, work worked towards it being a bit safer for everybody. So if anyone wants to come along to that online discussion, they just have to register through, they can find the link through any of Sticky Institute's social media accounts, just register, and then the link will be sent out to you and you can come along for that discussion. Then the Saturday, Saturday is a workshop which is now completely sold out. What is happening at that workshop? Yeah, so it's taking place at Sticky's second location, uh, which is located, how do you describe that area, Luke? Oh, it's in the park behind the Shrine of Remembrance. So 44 Domain Road is the address. Um, it's quite hard to find, but it's a studio space, yeah, literally in a kind of space. It's kind of a cross between a football changing room and a primary school classroom mm. in the park it, it's in the park right behind the shrine remembrance between that and the metro tunnel work yeah right so we've been running workshops every second sunday there for the past couple of years and your workshop people are bringing their own cameras and their own film and yes. what, what is going to happen yeah so we're basically we're going to be talking through some um a series of different experimental film uh, processes. So lots of things that uh, I've sort of explored throughout sort of when I was studying and, and into um, my more recent work. And then uh, the last thing we're going to be talking about is the process that I've used for Everyday Alchemy. Uh, we're going to get to go take some pictures together, um, talk about what sorts of imagery works really well for the process uh, then we kind of come back to the space and we're going to soak the film in the things it should not be in. And we'll talk about <laughs> like what, what sorts of results we might expect from different types of liquid uh, and, yeah, um, some suggestions of how they can then go and get that film developed uh, because not everybody's going to have access to those <laughs> skills themselves. Um, but, yeah, so we'll we'll kind of round it off that and they'll get to take home a weird little jar of goo that may or may not grow an ecosystem yay <laughs> and then the final event is sunday the 21st of january two till three at sticky institute in the nicholas building and that is an artist talk linked to the work which you are exhibiting yeah so rather than so i was hoping that rather than only having the limited number of opportunities for people to do the workshop um, if someone's just interested in hearing about the process and is happy to kind of learn from that, um, they're welcome to come along and we can talk about, uh, yeah, the, the process itself uh, and exploring uh, the journey that it took from getting asked to begin the work and then kind of the resulting work and how that kind of feels, I suppose. Yeah. Good luck with all of your work this week how are you feeling about it at this point yeah good I just sent the last couple of prints off to be printed so um yeah hopefully 
I'll get a nice little text message soon and somebody I can go pick those up and stick them in the frames. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, the some of the, the works are going to be located in the vitrines of the city library. If all goes well tomorrow, we'll be bumping that in um, just to get a bit more exposure on the project. Um, so that's exciting. So that's the city library, which is just a couple doors down from uh, Nicholas Building where Sticky Institute is. Uh, so, yeah. Well, so that is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Thursday the 18th, right through to the Sunday. Whew. Thanks for joining us, Nat. Good luck with all Thank your you. Super excited to see these photos. Yeah, can't wait to show everyone. <laughs>